0: Welcome back to Daily DVR, my name is Axel, I'm here with Andy, it's Monday, we're going to talk some succession as well as maybe some silos, some other shows, Uh, you can check us out of course at DVRPodcast.com, you can find out about all our podcasts, we just finished up Rabbit Hole, we're still working hard there on the Yellow Jackets. And uh, we got who knows what's coming up. We thought, you know, for some reason, we thought True Detective was coming out in the summer, but they haven't set a date yet. So I think uh, we'll we'll figure out what's happening in the summer. Maybe we'll go back and do a rewatch or something, or maybe we'll finally do some of the uh, the Fincher seven or um, something like that for the Hunter pod. Who knows? But anyway, you can also become a patron, go to patreon.com DVR, like some of our newest patrons, Lady Pris, and Bobby, and Emily, and Ian, and all of our old friends as well. We thank everyone who supports the podcast, go to patreon.com DVR. Andy, how you doing, pal?
1: Well, it's, it's been a rough morning. I just want to apologize to any listeners if I drop off for a few minutes, I Got wasabi in my eye this morning. It's very, (laughs) very painful. I've heard lemon lacroix neutralizes it, but I'm all out of that, so I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna tough it out for the podcast today. So
0: keep Greg away from him. (laughs) Keep Greg. You know, the funniest thing is, I still wasn't one hundred percent sure if that got in his eye on purpose somehow. Like, (laughs) you Uh you know, like I just. I don't know that whole thing, man, this episode was really something else. Um, <laughs> yeah. I I don't, what, what were your feelings on it?
1: Well, I just want to, for one thing, I just got to say, fuck Jesse Armstrong. I had, he had me convinced that Roman Roy, this was Roman Roy's redemption tour. And holy shit, he is, that writing is so damn awesome that, he fooled me into believing Roman Roy was a good guy and I wanted to kill Roman Roy in this episode. And just the whole episode is just, Oh, anybody that says this show is a comedy is just needs to watch this episode. I mean, yes, it is an extremely dark comedy. If you want to look at it that way, but this was just a, this is an amazing episode of television.
0: Yeah. I, I was, I had heard, um, I mean I saw the title of the episode, and they've been talking about the election. All of this is happening so compressed. By the way, we know that we've been gone for a couple of episodes. Andy was working. Um, I was doing stuff too. But we're back now, so we're here. We're here only for Jenny, right? We're doing it for Jen. <laughs> yeah,
1: just Jen. And I have to apologize to Jenny because she told us that I was starting to convince her to get on the team Roman, and I, I'm pretty sure that got blown up real quick.
0: Yes. Oh my God. The Roman of it all. The uh, I mean Kendall. Just it was. I mean, obviously, there's a lot written about it. This was in many ways election night 2016, but in a in other ways, it was election night 2020. But in reverse, because if you remember, Fox News called, what was it, Arizona for Biden earlier than anyone else, right? Mm -hmm. And that ended up kind of being a deciding factor, if I remember this correctly. Um, And in this episode, similarly, they're using their power at ATN to kind of sway the narrative, right? Yeah, Uh, to the, they
1: also, I was going to say too. They even mentioned in the show a little bit. There's hints of 2000 and 1960. 1960 well, was JFK, Nixon, yeah. and Bush Gore in 2000, which are also very a lot of elements of all that. So anyway, sorry, continue. I just wanted no. to get that out of my head before I forgot.
0: No, no, Andy, you bring up a you bring up an amazing point because this is with an election coming. Um, you know, it you start thinking about history. At least I do. I mm-hmm. love history and the things that are happening in our country now, and which is kind of represented by the fear of fascism and one side versus the other in this episode, it's really not anything new, right? Like a lot of people like to say, it's never been this polarized. America, the internet did it. Yes, that's true. There's a personification there of people's emotions and whatnot and trends, but I mean, what what was it again? Like the Mexican American War, wasn't that started by um, Hearst, the newspaper guy? Oh, like, Randolph Hearst. Yeah, yeah like I, he basically. I think
1: you're right. One of those. One of those wars for sure. Yeah, was. It just
0: like started a war, like by yep. pr- by keep on drumming, you know, beating the drum, and it's happened mm-hmm. throughout the history of our co- of many countries. So I think it did. Just to say that because I think that this did pull. Primarily, of course, the candidate and the kind of Democrat versus Republican thing was and Roman versus Shiv, really, but kind of Kendall. And especially with the 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 groundwork of showing like Kendall's because I think are both of Kendall's kids adopted or just his daughter?
1: I, I don't I'm not sure about the other one. I think just the daughter, but I don't. I, I can't remember that far back because okay. I mean they only talk about the daughter, so right. I mean it doesn't really matter with the other one. Is, but they make a point too when he talks to his driver at the end. His driver is also exactly. a person of color.
0: Uh, yes, I and I had to re I had to get put the captions on because what does he say? S-
1: some pe- yeah. you, some people, some people just can't cut a deal, Fickrit. and Fickrit is the guy's name. Yes, that's his. And I
0: and and for I thought he said fuck it. I couldn't understand and I had to, it's almost like they made you put the captions on to read that, you know, Yep.
1: that's uh this show is the very reason why on my Roku settings, there's a setting to say captioning on replay <laughs> just so then I can yeah. hit the, I can rewind it 30 seconds. Cause yeah, there's so many, and the the dialogue is so important in this. Yeah. I, I find myself doing that a lot on this show and that was definitely one of those moments, yeah. but yeah, it definitely calls to it to see what he's, I mean, it makes you think about it even more.
0: Definitely. It really does. Um,
1: so the talking about the different, like you say, in Roman versus Shiv and the political thing and stuff, do you think they actually care about the politics or they care about the power? Well, I I mean, it's kind of the same thing, but
0: yeah, you know what, Andy, I think that that's the ultimate kind of, kind of, uh, Crucial well, decision or inflection point. Of, oh, go go, go ahead.
1: Well, I was going to say part of why I'm thinking about it is I don't think was it last week when they yeah when they had the the cocktail party when um, Shiv and Tom had the cocktail party and that's where it really drew home to me because there was Democrats there Republicans there it was like all these people are so far above the po- politics all they care about is the power they don't really believe the crap they're saying and they're doing it all for power and I'm just wondering if the kids are the same way because Roman knows his ticket to. The White House basically or sitting in the White House is for is for uh, Jared to win. And Shiv n- thinks it's the other way. So, I mean, it's I, I ho- honestly think it, it has more to do with power than anything else. But
0: yeah, I mean, I I, I think that that's the crucial um, point of this episode. Right. And we see it in Kendall. He's feeling the pressure and the realization um, from his wife and his daughter. Right. And seeing how already mm-hmm. the, this political atmosphere is affecting his family and particularly um, his daughter. Right. Yep. And he has grown up rich and privileged. But if you see what is he? he's all into rap music. Right. You know, he's <laughs> uh-huh. with the culture. He thinks he's down. He thinks he's hip and cool. And and woke and whatnot. And so that comes up against money, power. But not only that, for them, it comes up against their daddy, right? And Mm -hmm. who? this episode, more than the previous two that we hadn't really chatted about, I felt the presence of Logan because it's almost like I mean this was his candidate, right? We saw him choose him,
1: yep, hand picked.
0: So I, I it was like and they kept on talking about him and they continually, well, what would what is this is and even Roman says this was dad's hand picked guy, right? blah blah blah. So it's like the three it's like a triangle of of like ethics and and personal belief and family, business and then the dad figure, right? And uh, in the end, both Log. I think really for Roman, I think Roman, because of his repressed nature, is attracted to this candidate, right? And, and to this kind yeah. of hate, because he hates himself so much, he can't accept himself.
1: Yep. And he always was looking for the, the uh, approval of his dad. Yeah. And I mean, even to a lesser extent to Ken even.
0: Yep. Yes, definitely. Rog. Yeah I, 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 I think that um, he's definitely uh, a Joe Rogan listener <laughs> <laughs> sitting there getting, getting angry about everything. everybody's dumb and just like uh, Connor's speech, Connor Connor really has a, has a great way. They, it's almost like they kind of distill things through him and just send him out as a messenger.
1: <laughs> yeah. Because
0: his speech of having to, you know, burn the libs before he goes, um, and when he's like, "I'm a billionaire," I'm not, no regrets.
1: <laughs> yeah, he says, that, like. the, that was like the one moment of just pure comedy in this episode. Yeah. Was the everything with uh, everything with Connor? But
0: that kind of said it all, right? Because in the yep. end, even Shiv, she's not if she all her whole thing about faking the call and like all this bullshit. If she really cared about what was happening in the election, she could have come clean about a lot of things and what she had been doing with Matson and all that, that could have perhaps influenced Kendall, mm-hmm. but she wasn't willing to go there. Right. Because she wasn't yeah. willing to risk what her her position in this deal so i mean in the end i think you're right they choose the money they choose the power and i mean this is what most people think about government now right like Mm -hmm. republican or democrat i think most people in america would agree politics has become a fundraising campaign and (laughs) self-aggrandizing right
1: yep for sure
0: you spend all your time raising money and promising people and backstabbing other people, and it's more like Survivor than it is uh, Highway to Heaven.
1: <laughs> it's, the, it's the new reality show. I mean, or not the new reality show. It's just it's been amplified even more.
0: Yeah, definitely. And the ATN thing, especially with the stuff that's been happening with Fox and the Dominion lawsuit and all that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. I wonder if in subsequent episodes, they, I mean, in this case, it was it was an actual act of like basically terrorism. Right? yeah.
1: the burning down the voting yeah. center,
0: but you, you, it makes you think that's, that is representational of the January 6th Trump shit because it's mm-hmm. like when you have the chaos and then they kept on saying, Oh, we'll throw it to the courts. We'll throw it to the courts. We see how successful yeah. that's been now as if, yeah. as if judges aren't politicized as well. Right
1: yep yeah every it it touches everything now so it's yeah i don't know it's the 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 way the show goes about it is i think pretty brilliant and it's not i don't know i hate to say brilliant because it's also like gives you a sinking feeling the whole time you're watching it and then part of it i think is because you know a lot of it there's a lot of truth into it i think so it's it's part of what makes this show great i think
0: let me ask you a question and Um, Because for me, one of the weirdest parts of the episode was when Shiv just kind of blurts out to Tom, and I'm pregnant with your child. You're the father, right? At a point where he is really the one who is going to have to tell he's the most important person. It's kind of a little bit Tom's night, right? Because if they rushed into the um control room and said we're doing put this on the air people might not listen to them Mm -hmm. but they're going to listen to tom he's their boss right yep Yep. so he has to be the one who does this and then that's when she kind of strikes do you think that shiv was doing that was saving that for that moment to confuse him and catch him off guard
1: I don't know if she was I, – I I think she was saving it, but I don't necessarily know if she was saving it for that moment. I think she ended up using it there because, I mean, right before that is when he says that you basically killed your dad.
0: Yes. And
1: I think it was like she – like that's the biggest bullet in her chamber. I think she fired that thing, and I don't know if – I don't think she was actually waiting for that moment to do it. I mean, it, the opportunity presented itself, so she did it, and obviously she was emotional from everything else because it's, every, it's all, all the stuff with – like. The stuff with Matson, she starts seeing the writing on the wall that he might not be all he is, that that might not happen. And I think she realizes that she's she's running out of options here. And I think she it was a panic move that she did it. The uh, the other thing I think that was um, kind of interesting, it's kind of a mirror to <laughs> a mirror to when Tom uh, proposes way back in season one. It's when Logan's in the hospital and so like it's one of it's Uh, an extremely stressful and important night for shiv yeah and now the roles are in somewhat ways reverse almost a little bit i thought it was an interesting that the whole shiv and tom thing like like i said we didn't podcast the the episode with the balcony fight and all that i mean man that stuff is those two actors are so amazing i just i can't every scene that those two have together is just go i mean every actor in this show is amazing but i really the tom and shiv stuff is i think a lot about that in a lot of ways that even though I think the show is about Ken, I think the heartbeat of the show is definitely Tom and Shiv. If there is a heart to this show, I'm still not entirely sure, but yeah, it's no, definitely one of the backbones.
0: No, they definitely in the epi- I was one of the things I was thinking about is in the episodes that we didn't discuss. Um, they really pushed the Shiv and Tom episode to the forefront, which I think was very successful because it is like you say it's indicative of we can see the dynamics of the damage of that family through that relationship because of Tom's relationship to the business and all the things the cruise line and all the shit we've seen him when uh-huh. with Greg you know all the shit we've seen him go through um and and the arc of their relationship that's the really that's the cornerstone that we have it's, weirdly enough there are desmond and penny right like,
1: yeah that's they, it, it. it's it is some yeah. weird twisted version of that is definitely what it is so i mean it's I, I still think somehow they're gonna end up with each other i think i i think that's one of those couples they're destined to be intertwined they may not be married all the time but i mean now they're sharing a kid they're gonna they're tied together forever
0: i feel like you could be right about that and it could be that they it goes the other way that they they find whatever it is i mean i don't think that they can be together in the current incarnation and they need to go to some therapy and learn that having oh like yeah sessions sure. where you tell each other how much you hate each other is not a good idea for a relationship
1: yeah <laughs> it's uh-huh. not
0: successful um but you know who know I don't know that there's enough time for either of them to have that type of growth but then again they could just be you know they're so attracted to each other because they are very similar and was it the cocaine that gave Tom the the balls to kind of finally you know
1: like to recover from that (laughs) I I do think so because he 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 also went off on Greg a couple of times he's like no you're old Greg tonight or whatever he says <laughs> I can't remember what it, so it's like the it's it's like he reverted to a different state that he hasn't we haven't really seen him and we've seen glimpses of it but it was he was way more forceful and it was like telling the kid telling the the three kids they can't be on the floor repeatedly and that's not the kind of thing he would he didn't really bend over for him like it like he has in the past so it's yeah it was t- Tom was fascinating in this episode I thought
0: yeah yeah and, and um, yeah, I don't know. I, uh, to answer my own question, I think it just, it's organic to her character and her family to just use that at the moment. And you, you very astutely brought up the, the thing that she brought up in their big argument, which is, you know, and she had in previously as well. I think one, uh, one time on the airplane, they were going somewhere that he had asked her to marry at her like weakest point, you know,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, and they just use that stuff against each other.
1: It didn't. Well, it's like the uh, Tom even I wrote it down here. Something Tom even says something to Greg earlier in the episode that I thought was pretty amazing and kind of purposely describes his character. He says information. Greg is like a bottle of fine wine. You store it. You hoard it you save it for a special occasion, and then you smash someone's fucking face in with it. And I'm like, that's exactly yep. what Shiv was doing. And that's what all yeah. these characters do. They, With the exception of Greg, everyone else, I mean, Greg is like the the, the town telephone. He tells everybody everything, but everybody else kind of, like they use their words as weapons and information mm. as weapons. It's, yeah. I thought it was a fascinating line from Tom.
0: That's a great one. That is a great one. Yeah, and in the end, it's, it's Greg who fesses up to Kendall about Shiv, right? Mm-hmm. So that's uh, that that's it, yeah, that is a great line, man. And one of the things that Tom said that I had uh, we had talked about the episode after the episode of and after I think when Logan died, which was how I've been waiting for someone to say to them, you hated your dad. Like, why are you like, she keeps on saying my dad just died. And you know, Kendall's like big guys, not around anymore. Big shoes to fill. And, and you're like, dude, you fucking hated your dad, right? Mm -hmm. Like you, you two particularly hated him. Uh, Roman, maybe not. Yeah. Right. Maybe not. Roman had a different relationship with his father and seemed to have seemed to actually be around him more um, than they. Well, he kind of
1: idolized him more than the other two did for yeah, sure. It was a,
0: it was it was different, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but when he says to her, and I have the quote, you hated him, it was complicated, but sometimes you certainly hated him, and you also sort of killed him. <laughs> yeah. As if that the stress that they put on him had done that. Um, which also shows that, like, Tom has an opinion about that, right? Mm -hmm. Because he kind of looked up to Logan.
1: Yeah, and there's – what the heck was it? There was something that Tom said – I was looking back. for. I did take a couple notes from the last couple weeks. There was something we said or that Tom said about how how, – it was one of the arguments he had with Shiv earlier in the season and talking about how he – he was in this for power. He ha- he wa- he wants money, and he doesn't want to go back for money. And this yes. episode, even more than any yeah. other, has basically been—I mean, it's already kind of been confirmed by everything he said. But he's he's an opportunist, and he's he he's going to hold on to power at any means necessary. Mm-hmm. So it's it doesn't matter whatever he's going to go with whoever he thinks the front runner is. He's going to try and jump on that, no matter if he humiliates himself in front of Matson or whatever he does. He finds a way in. He weasels his way in all the time. So.
0: Yeah, yep, and, and, and Greg has learned well. Yeah. And uh, he's been an <laughs> apt pupil, that fuck. Um,
1: I, I drank things that aren't normally drinks. <laughs> that's I was the, dancing with an old man.
0: That's the thing about that guy. He really can be, He has really developed into such a great character and that he just has these moments of, just like total childness, you know, like he just is like a little child and he's naive and it's, that's it. the
1: thing is he has the, it's, it, I think that's why he can get information from people is that he has this, he just projects his innocence and like, oh, it's just Greg. He can't hurt anybody. He yeah. can't do anything. And people just even with Matson where they go to just making fun of him mercilessly and all of a sudden, they're like, "Well, this guy's not so bad." And then let's have keep this guy around and then he tells them all this. Yeah, Greg is another <laughs> yeah, it's it's but yeah, you're right. It's he yeah, and I don't know if he actually is naive and innocent, but he he projects that to all the other characters, which is a pretty fascinating character I think too.
0: Yeah, very weird. Um one another thing another thing that I found interesting about and this is that's why it's such great writing is the fact that um, they want that Roman and Kendall want their guy to win, Mencken to win because he will block
1: the, go-to yeah. deal. Block the deal.
0: Not because he's going to like, you know, help them out, support them. I mean, it is helping them out, but because he's going to do something that they themselves could do, right? If they were mm-hmm. smart enough, if they if they, all all they need to do is get the information that Shiv has and the info. And well, actually don't they already have that information about him sending the blood to, didn't they get that? Didn't Kendall yeah, I, get I'm that I'm pretty info? sure they got
1: that from, uh, from, uh, what's her name? The, when Ken and Roman went to go talk to the, the assistant.
0: Yes. That's I right. I her name yeah. is right now. So, oh, that's right. Because Roman was saying stuff in the mail, you know, sending stuff, right? Like, yep. So they know that. So this is, that's what's so weird about it. And that's why it really comes from Roman, right? There's another way to get this done that doesn't include fucking American democracy. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Yep. Um, So I do think that it's interesting that it I think that there is a the basis of all that stuff we've seen with Roman the repressed sexuality the the all, you know the um, I don't know how to say like the dominant submissive stuff going on with him and his brother and his father mm-hmm. it turns it's it is kind of a, a, a nice little package that does kind of represent a certain section of America today, a certain guy who feels like everything's against him, just misunderstood like that. And the way yep. that he plays it out is by backing a candidate like this, because he's attracted to the, the manhood that he sees with it, right? The, he's an alpha yep. and he, 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 thinks, he, him,
1: he thinks he isn't one and he's idolizing them and yeah, wants to be one. And
0: yeah, yep. He can make me feel that way. Just kind of like because, Greg and Tom. You know, how they and work I mean off that's the disgusting. I think runners. that's how we
1: that's how Roman always saw his dad. So that's what he wants <laughs> to find in I mean, yeah. It, it makes yeah. perfect sense in Roman's twisted mind.
0: Yeah, it's a, it's it's really great writing. And that took me a second to get. Like I was like, wait, what is he oh yeah, that's right. They want to they want him to block the deal. Not yeah. help them get it through, and then I was like, and then I just started kind of thinking it through. And It's like, but they have the information about Matts. They have, they, they all they need to do is sway the board. They just actually have to do work, and that is why. Well, I, oh, go ahead.
1: I was going to say part of that might be too. I'm not sure. I don't know if they really went into this. Part of that might be that that kind of information wouldn't wouldn't be enough to do it because of the the legal side of like how the. Shareholder, like beholding the shareholder rules and that stuff. So, they, I think they. Part of it might be that they are doing it to kill the deal. So, the. Well, number one, I think you're right, too. So they don't have to do the work, but also so they, they're not the ones that are seen as the bad guys. Might be part of it. But you're probably right. They probably just don't want to do the work because they're lazy and stupid.
0: And they're not serious people.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right? I think that, that makes way more sense. <laughs> like they're not they're, serious people.
0: The long game, if they. Because if you do, if you do see this as like a kind of Murdoch Trump thing, right mm-hmm. in the end that ended up fucking Murdoch, you just yep. had to pay, you know, whatever, a billion dollars to, to yeah, Dominion. a lot of money they, yep. right. Um, and also, their relationship with Trump has always been cantankerous. And sometimes mm-hmm. they'll put DeSantis on, right? Uh, yep. They'll Sometimes they'll go with the bullshit lie. Sometimes they won't. They kind of do it to their advantage. And that's not what they're doing, right? They're putting their eggs in this basket for this one thing. They're not thinking about the future. They're not thinking about how this is going to affect them going forward, right? Right. The yep. whole idea that Kendall has been spouting since day one, that he wants the company to be more progressive and you know, AI and all this yeah. kind of shit, right? Yeah. Like and the metaverse. And wasn't he just pitching? Remember the we're gonna do local news in Kenya. You know, remember yeah. that thing?
1: Yeah, worldwide localized news and all this other <laughs> yeah. So hyper global, hyper local, local, I yeah. think is what it was.
0: It's really interesting. And in the end, Matson too. What he wanted to do with ATN was turn it into Bloomberg, Mm
1: -hmm. right? Like
0: a CNBC, like just like a a a flat news business, yeah, more
1: hard hard news kind of thing instead of opinions and
0: yeah. So and and that would benefit that in a sense would benefit Kendall's vision and perhaps even the company too. So yeah, it's just a lot of emotional. I mean, I think in the end, right, this show is about. The emotional cost and, uh, and the the fractured people that make choices for the rest of us, you know.
1: Somebody I uh, I was either listening to or reading about it a couple weeks ago said that I, I think they broke down what the show is almost perfectly: it love versus money, or love versus power, and which yeah. which one, which one people are going to choose, and which one, I mean, I think I don't think love is going to win at all in this one. I think it's going to end not not there's not going to be any love to go around by the end of this end of this series i don't think but i thought it was a nice way to describe the show
0: yeah that's a great way of putting it man love versus money and power and i mean it's an age-old thing like when you think about this this could be like a kind of english parlor room uh aristocratic upstairs downstairs It could be like a Roman kind of, you know, or Shakespearean type of uh, endeavor. I mean, I think that it it hits that in so many ways. That's why people love this show, because it's able to connect that. And because you do think about that, like that's one of the things why I've never been. I kind of have never been what people call a star fucker. I don't. (laughs) <laughs> like idolize yeah. or look up to famous or celebrity people of anything, because the truth is you don't know that motherfucker. Yep.
1: They're you, just people.
0: Yeah. It's like Howard Hughes shit, like pissing in a bottle or something. You, you know, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's just, and it's so, and when you take a step back and you see the way the world is manipulated through all of this celebrity culture and God, now, Jesus, man, I know we're talking about succession, but just like reality TV these days, and like every, every person is a brand, like there's a whole generation of kids for us who are 40s, almost 50s, who grew up when who started living when there was like, you know, 57 channels and nothing on or even Mm -hmm. less than that, because we didn't have cable until i was almost my son's age right like i was gonna eight.
1: say i didn't have cable until i went to college so i had five channels hmm. and nothing on most of my life
0: damn yeah see i had cable when i was about 10 i think we got
1: cable. yeah the, I, I first got it when i went to college and my first freshman year at college was really bad because with all the cable channels i was in heaven watch i watched way too much tv and not enough yeah. studying so that's a that's for a different podcast though <laughs>
0: crazy but now dude we live in a time when like everyone is their own Instagram brand, like your own, like everybody has like a bunch of Photoshopped pictures that they can readily distribute digitally to whoever needs the, you know, like they are a brand. And that's one of the things that this show kind of brings into focus too, and how that's manipulated. Um, but you're right. In the end, it's about the love and you see what they well, choose. Still,
1: even with what you're saying there, that's all here, too. But part of the brilliance of the show, too, is it's also like we talked before. It is timeless because it's it like referencing the 2000 election or the John Kennedy election. I mean, so there's things that are are still the, things change, but things are still the same and things yeah. are still messed up. I mean, they might be magnified more because there's everyone's got a megaphone now than not used to be that way. But it's, I don't know, it's its just a brilliant show.
0: Yeah, yeah, man. And you see, yeah, the choice. Kendall chooses the money. Shiv, cho- they all choose the money. They all choose the power. Mm-hmm. None of them is Greg, Tom, all of them. The, um. Yep. And what's, what's their names? I always forget the guy's name, but Sledgehammer and the other old guy, are they keep on cutting to them. And oh,
1: Carl and Frank.
0: Yeah, Carl and Frank. They're like Waldorf and what's his name from yeah, Sesame who, Street? Oh, yeah. Um, uh, Muppet Show? name. Muppet Show.
1: Yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah.
0: We just both got remember. those Lego figures. That was like a year ago. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but that was kind of funny that 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 was like, in a way, like the kind of chorus, right, that they kept on Statler and Waldorf Statler and Waldorf. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You know, they are kind of like the chorus. Yeah. I never thought about that, like in a Shakespearean chorus kind of thing.
0: Yeah, they're, they're definitely s- they just comment and laugh and make fun of everybody. Um There wasn't no Jerry wasn't in this episode, right? I don't think she no, was in this episode. She
1: was not in this episode.
0: No. And, and maybe that's why Roman was so upset. He had that break. He kind of had in a bit, you know, she put him in his place and threatened him about the dick pics. And you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And that has an effect on him. I think that this episode really is like, it's interesting because they did some interviews and I know um, what's his name? Kendall said like this season, like it's my darkest yet or whatever, but in yeah. a way this is this episode particularly brings into focus the shit that Roman's doing. Um, but I have a question too for you is we ended the last episode with Kendall approaching Frank and saying, Be my wingman, we're mm-hmm. gonna buy Gojo. Mm-hmm. So now that this shit is over, and really Roman had his comeuppance and and we see how Kendall could be hurt by this and his family, right? And feel mm-hmm. the guilt. Is this where next episode Kendall comes back and he even said to Shiva, I forgot at the end of this episode, he's like, I just want to talk honestly. I think I can do this by myself, right? Yep. Like yep. kind of pitching her with like, let's move Roman out, but also I'm not going to move you in. You just have to trust me, so yeah. it's really setting up a lot of shit to come to come forward, man. I think it's going to be very interesting.
1: I think there's going to be—I mean, it's pretty obvious the next episode is going to have the funeral in it, mm-hmm. or at least uh, surrounding the funeral. And I, I think that just like all the wedding episodes and everything else, there's always been big shit that goes down during those kind of events. I think something big will happen. I think I think Ken is going to make his big power move next episode, and he, I think he's going to take the take the reins. I think. I think it's I think it's setting up for that because I think the other thing with Roman is it seems like Roman had a victory here but every single time in the past when Roman's had a victory that thing comes crashing down harder than hell. Yeah. Like almost immediately. Yeah. I mean, maybe Kendall makes a deal with Jerry to to screw over Roman or oh, I mean mm. I, like I I think that. there's there's a lot of ways it could go I think in that episode so Yeah. yeah and, only two episodes left too that's the that's the other i i wonder if they're gonna i just i get a feeling do you think they would do like say next episode is is like uh ken's rise to power or whoever Mm -hmm. and would they would the last episode be a jump ahead do you think do you think this show would do that
0: you know man they gotta get out Right, we've got to get, we've got to see some scenery. This was another, in a sense, bottle episode, just like the party. Right. Mm-hmm. So I can, I see them traveling somewhere. Um, a f- a flash. I mean, when you talk about series finales, you talk about a couple things: death, right, wrapping up the storylines, time jumps. Um, Yeah, because I mean
1: there's been a lot of shows for very prominent shows in the last I don't know 10 years where the last episode is there is a substantial time jump
0: and also there is the definite um, uh, penultimate where the term penultimate episode comes from why it became so important which was really started with loss right where Mm -hmm. you give really the good stuff in that episode and the finale is more of uh, a kind of an addendum like a or like a prologue a denouement
1: but yeah or a prologue or a, not a, pro- a prologue a uh there's another term for it too
0: a setting yeah. up the next season right yeah or in the case of a finale resolving the whole series so the current storylines end in the next episode and the final episode is really more about everything we've experienced being mm-hmm. ended. But with this show, I don't know, man. I, yeah, don't know. I don't know either.
1: It was just something that occurred to me while I was thinking about it yeah. this morning while I was, we've
0: working, talked a bit about it too, because they have the opportunity with her being pregnant to at least jump forward a year or so after the funeral. Right. Cause everything's happening in like a week in this up ep- in this season. Right. Yep. So we do have that opportunity to work that way, which is they don't jump ahead. Like, 20 years, you know, but they jump ahead like Shiv has had the baby or, or some, or she's very pregnant or something, you know, like eight or nine months. I could see that. But then again, I can also see this definitely strikes me as a show. And this guy, Jesse Armstrong, strikes me as a kind of dude who would love to end this in a way that pisses everyone the fuck off. Oh
1: yeah. (laughs) I could could totally see that. Just
0: end on a joke, just end like, not like it, just like it's going ahead. Kendall is being like, has taken over the company. And then he just says kind of like a dick joke to Greg or something. And then we cut to black.
1: You know what? You know what I think I would really like. And I'm just, just thinking about it. Just talking here is not necessarily a flash forward. But the last episode is whoever. I mean, I, I think at this point, Ken is going to be the one that ends up on top. And, I, and I, it'll be dark. Like, he'll be on top, but no one. His family's gone. His siblings are gone. Everybody. He's basically annihilated everybody except for Carl and Frank. And it's just him there and no one else. And then the very last scene is a flashback, <laughs> kind of like the very end of Godfather 2. Where you see Marlon Brand, uh. you hear Marlon Brando come in and all the families gather around the table yep, yep. like a flashback to maybe 10 years ago or something like that, where it's it's all the family together in the last scene. And mm. it's it even makes it even more heartbreaking because they're not together anymore and they never will be. I think that would be a cool way to end it. I don't know if they would do that, but
0: yeah, the fraction kind of family. My yeah, I hey, Andy, they should get you in the writer's room. I think that that's <laughs> I think
1: it might be it might be too late for that now. <laughs> but then that's what I'm
0: saying. Like, is this going to be the type of show that goes for the gut punch in the emotion like that? Or is it going to go for the gut punch in its brashness, bluntness and and basically just re- like raw slap in the face? Like, fuck you, audience. Life goes on this is how the world continues to be. We haven't figured out how to make it right.
1: <laughs> it know? sure seems like that's what Jesse Armstrong would do. I mean, just watching this episode, he's obviously not a fan of the United States political system and a lot of other things. I don't think he, I think he'll, I think it'll be, I, my yeah. guess is it'll be like you said, it'll be a kick to the gut. Yeah.
0: You did this to yourselves. Yeah. You, know? you, want- you,
1: de- you get this and you, this is what you deserve yep. kind of a thing.
0: You tuned into ATN motherfuckers. Yeah. Um, oh, you
1: know, what? I was going to say one thing before we stop talking succession sure. to, did you recognize the actor that is the uh, election pundit, the, the guy who gets the wasabi in his eyes?
0: I ha yes, he's been in a, a ton of stuff. I'm sure. Sh- yeah. A-
1: Adam Godley is his name. And he was, uh, he was Walter White's original business partner. The oh, one that got rich. Yes,
0: that's right. Yes. I
1: thought that, that- was in- when I looked him up on. He also, I looked up on look. was just looking written through his credits here. He also is the voice of Pogo, the ape in the umbrella Academy, which I thought was interesting.
0: Very interesting. Yeah. Did not.
1: So yeah, just, I, that's one of the things to show. They cast such great actors, even in small parts like that. It's, yeah,
0: it's funny. You say that because as soon as you say he was in breaking bed, I all of a sudden see him look really scared,
1: right? <laughs> like I just get
0: that in my mind, mm-hmm. his face, like when Walter came to their house that last time, right? Yep. Um, cool man all right well hey succession hope you enjoyed it jenny um maybe we can oh we were maybe we can get jenny to talk a succession pod uh when we have a little plan it out a little bit farther and
1: that would be um, great we've got two episodes left so yeah
0: we got to get her on next week um but let's talk about a tv show and maybe we'll try to do Maybe like not spoilers and then maybe a little bit of like spoilers with theories. But for the first part, before we get, let's not talk any spoilers and let's just do our impression after three episodes of the Apple TV sci-fi series Silo created by Graham Yost, Justified Fame. And based on the Wool series of novels by author Hugh Howie, starring Rebecca Ferguson, as well as a bunch of other great actors and actresses, I should note that our friends Bubba and Catfish on the Double P Podcast Network... are covering this show and they do a great it's there's a lot of humor in in their pod
1: really funny i actually was i listened to quite a bit of that this morning while i was working before we recorded it's quite entertaining and they've done
0: a good job they're both book readers so they've done a good job of not spoiling sometimes when people say hey we've read the book we're not going to spoil and then they end up spoiling shit all the time yeah Um, like history of westeros was great with that with the episodes they used to do with sean that were like spoiler free Mm -hmm. they would never give anything away you know and even aziz would make some comments like theories that would throw you off just to kind of make it more interesting but um that's what we're going to try to do right now just with this initial thing what do you think so far andy of silo
1: well you know before this before this came out this is what it's been out for what two weeks now i knew nothing about i i knew graham yost was in it because i am a fanatic of justified i loved that show so anything graham yost does i'm gonna try it out i mean i may not watch all the way through everything but that was all i knew i knew not i hadn't read the books i still haven't read the books but i didn't know anybody in the cast didn't know anything when i turned it on i hadn't watched a trailer i'd seen people posting it on our facebook page like oh this is gonna be great it's new sci-fi i'm like i'm not even gonna watch any trailers so i had i went in completely 100 blind with the exception of it was sci-fi and it was Graham Yost, and that was it. And like I said, I didn't even know who was in the, like when Rashida Jones is in the first episode, and she showed, I'm a big fan of Rashida Jones, so I was happy to see her. I had no idea she was in this. I had no idea anything about it. And I am really, really liking this show so far. It's It's got some neat mysteries. It's got definitely a lot of sci-fi things that I think it could be going a lot of different ways. But I cur—I I just I don't know where it's going, and I love show. I've talked about that on podcasts repeatedly. I love when I can't predict things. So it's, I'm I am very very impressed with it. The world building is amazing. It's I I saw some people that weren't so high on this last episode because it basically was world building episode. It wasn't it, what was happening in that episode. You knew what was going to happen. They were going to make it out of it, okay? But yeah, let's talk was,
0: this. We'll talk this spoiler. Yeah. I mean anyway, because sorry, I, no, sorry. I just to say yep, that I want to agree with you. That's exactly yep. what I wanted to talk about. Okay, that, perfect. Kind of that divisiveness of that episode, but um. Uh, I'm sorry, did you, is there anything else you want no, to say?
1: No, yeah, I was, I, was in my, I was in my Heath Solo ramble mode there, so That's okay. that was a good time to cut me off.
0: Well, at least we didn't have to hear about the Cowboys when you were in high school. <laughs> um, love you, Solo. Um, yeah, everything you say, I agree. I kept totally spoiler-free. I, I watched like two seconds of a trailer, and I was like, I'm in. Um, mm-hmm. Apple TV is the home for great science fiction, foundation, silo, um... Severance severance for all mankind, just fantastic stuff that they have on Apple TV. Um, the, the premise of this show, we should say for people who are still with us who don't want to be spoiled, is uh, in a toxic dystopian future where a community exists in a giant silo, hundreds of stories deep underground, 10,000 people live in a society full of regulations they believe are meant to protect them. So the focus of the show is they're in this silo. They don't know why. From from your guess when you start watching, you're like, oh, was there like a war or something? And the, they act like the outside is has been poisoned, right? Something went wrong, and mm-hmm. if you do wrong, you're sent out, and you're you're sent out to clean, which basically is like a camera that's broadcasting to screens underground the outside, so people can be reminded of that they're in the safer they're in a safe place right and we start off with david iwello i believe is how you pronounce it who is a fantastic actor love him yep as um as the sheriff and his wife rashida jones and then rebecca ferguson gets involved yeah the cast is amazing dude Common AI, the original AI sayer. Common.
1: <laughs> every time he shows up on screen, I, I have that hearing in the back I, of my head. AI. Yes.
0: He. How does? How do people? I'm not. I'm surprised that the like common AI meme isn't the, like the most popular thing. AI. Anyway, that was a big. They, <laughs> when we were watching football, like what was that? Two years ago, every freaking commercial uh-huh. was that. Tim Robbins is in it. Will Patton is in it. Yeah, just to Ian Glenn is in it doing a really weird accent and voice, which is totally different from Jorah. Uh-huh. It's crazy. Yep. Like I had to rewind it. I was like, do you hear my wife is like his voice is totally different. Like instead of sounding like that, right? He sounds well, like that. It's weird. When
1: he showed up, I was like, oh, it's friend zone. And yeah. then I'm like, he starts talking. I'm like, wait a second. Is that him? Yeah, it, it was that different.
0: It's a, it, 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 so we've seen there's a lot of. There's also some, uh, oh, there's also
1: ahead. a couple of kids of other famous actors that are in this. Uh, yeah. Ben Kingsley's son is in it, and so is Pete Postlewait's son. Yeah. So there's some second generation actors as well.
0: Very cool. Yeah. Great, great. Oh, that's, that is, you're right. George is ben,
1: Ferdinand Kingsley. Yeah. It's Ben Kingsley's son.
0: I didn't, I knew from bu- from Bubba and, um, Catfish that Billy Postlewait was, yep. uh, in it as hank but oh that's yeah, if you look at
1: ferdinand kingsley i mean you, he definitely looks like ben he, he does looks like a much younger version
0: he really does you're right he has that yep. kind of look in his eye too mm-hmm. like his dad oh little maybe a serial killer oh my god <laughs> sexy beast by the way still one of my favorite films of all sexy beast is an amazing you've seen that movie right with oh ben yes. Kingsley. oh yes yep i fucking love that movie anyway Silo is awesome, man. I love this show. They put a ton of money into it. It looks amazing. They are taking their time with it. It's like a it's an intelligent sci-fi show. I would label this as hard sci-fi. I know more so people are calling it like dystopian science fiction. I think especially the last episode it's, it's really a hard sci-fi show. It reminds me of something like the expanse where the world building is so meshed and it comes from having being based on a great book. The world building is just part of the show. There's not all these extra uh, exhibition, ex uh, ex uh, I can't say it. I'm losing my mind. There's not all this dumps of exposition, right? They don't, yeah. It, it's It's just they just mention something. It's like how Game of Thrones did it. They just mm-hmm. talk like they live in that world. And after yeah. a while, you get used to it. And, the, and of course, the question is what's outside of the silo? Okay, now we're gonna talk some spoilers on silo. You, before we
1: start that. Have oh. you read the books before? No, okay. Because I hadn't even heard of this book series until this show started. Yeah, this show came on the air.
0: Me neither. This is just spoilers. We'll talk on the show so far. Neither of us know anything about the books or what's to come, but it could be fun to theorize and kind of talk about the show. So (laughs) here we go. So turn off if you don't want to be spoiled on the first three episodes of Silo. I'll give you a chance to reach your button. Here you go. And here we go. All right. So. The last episode, which dealt mainly with um, Juliet, the Rebecca Ferguson character, making a deal. I'll become sheriff if you let me turn off the motor. What do they call it? The The, generator. The generator of the silo. The water generator. And fix it. Um, And this fixing of the generator took up most of the episode it was it it was like an action scene right
1: yep it was yeah i'd say it was a good over half the episode i think was was them trying to fix this thing or getting ready to fix it
0: yeah it was really an action set piece and Mm -hmm. the way i thought it was absolutely riveting i fucking loved it and that's why i think it's like hard sci-fi because it's like in some like you know the expanse they'd be trying to figure out how to send this rocket or yeah, right. They
1: had a problem and they needed to fix the yeah. problem and figure out a solution to the problem. Yeah. Yes.
0: And it just gets down into the dirty of it. And through that they're able to kind of tell the larger story. Right. But, um, and
1: I just like the, I, I mean, we're only three episodes in, so I don't, and there's still so much that we don't know about the world, the world and what's happening and what, what the rules of this world are and everything. And, I just I thought it was even through the action it was a great way to explain some of that stuff that power has never been off here and nobody knows what's going to happen and as the, the the pressure build up I mean they told you about that so there's obviously a huge water pressure and it heats I mean just the way that the way that they're building the world I just found fascinating I was like I, yeah I knew that they were going to fix it at the end and that they, the whole silo wasn't going to blow up but I mean, you could just tell that the way you're watching it, but it's, I I just, the world building, I am just absolutely in love with it. I hope the mystery of what actually is going on lives up to it. I think it will. I have faith in this team, but that's, I just, I love this episode too. I thought it was fantastic.
0: Yeah, man. I, the, exactly what you said. I, I, I love the way that you learn more things. They don't even know how the thing works. They don't know where the steam comes from. They Or are, who
1: built it. Or yeah. like the episode last, I think it was last week's episode where they're going down in there and they're like, well, they, we think this big robot thing here is what built the, what tunneled it out, but we're not really sure. And they, what they think, we think we just leave it here because there's no way to get it back out of the hole. Yep. I mean, like there's zero information. And, and then the lines like, and the whole thing has been stripped for parts. So there's nothing of value left. I mean, so. It's a very rich world that, like I said, there's exposition, but it's not so much that it's just a big data dump. They just drop little things in here and there, then you kind of have to try and figure things out yourself. It gives me a very much, I mean, I know the only adaptation of this that's been done is very poor and doesn't really show it, but there's a couple sections in the Dark Tower books, a couple of the middle books that have a lot of this feel of like abandoned technology where it's like been, it's way in the future that there was once technology and things have kind of devolved like a futuristic apocalypse kind of thing yep. kind of feel which the I world love has that whole Yeah, it's very much has that kind of feeling.
0: I love that Andy. I love that idea because you know, there was this theory and I think recently it's been debunked or people scientists don't really favor it that at a certain point in time there was like 10,000 or less human beings left in the world. I think it was supposedly after like uh, the second to last um, uh, ice, age, ice age. Yeah. And they law, lo- you know, it, it, and it reminds me of something like that or the burning of the library. Uh, what was that famous library that they uh, not Babylon or um, were, there was yeah. a great libraries that were burned and we lost the history of, Yeah, I can't remember
1: what that was. I know what you're talking about, though.
0: Yeah, and people talk, you know, things like the Dark Ages in Europe, right? Where society kind of devolves, and maybe it devolves because some of those genius people or important people have died, right? Like they've been Mm -hmm. killed off by war, famine, disease, what have you. And then we just kind of have to restart and i think that they really capture that so beautifully in this show through the artifacts and the idea that there was some sort of war or rebellion and they decided to tear up and and and, they, and all of their histories were destroyed so they don't under there's no instruction booklet left behind for yeah. them yeah i love it man and as far as what's outside the silo I mean, I guess they kind of showed us. And in this last episode, if you notice, just before, just when they turn off the generator and Uh as the TV screens flicker out, we see the green, lush, beautiful earth that we saw when David Iowello Becker was Mm -hmm. sent out to clean and that's what he sees and that's why he cleans the camera because he said to her, if it's, if it's dystopian, I'm just going to walk away. Right. And, and the need to show everyone, Hey, and they
1: say, yeah, there's a line that says anytime someone goes out to clean, they clean it, you know, they don't have to, but every time they do. Yeah. I mean, it's, I also can't help get vibes of other things we've talked about endlessly. Number one being the matrix and number two being Westworld. I mean yeah the music is very westworld too yeah oh yeah for sure i mean i i don't know if i it's there's not really enough information to say that's what's going on but like there's tons i had tons of times where i'm like wow this reminds me a lot of the matrix or or like I said the the simulation stuff in westworld and I, i don't think it's that but it does have that feel that somebody or even parts of severance where things are going on here that people inside don't really know what's happening and people on the outside probably do are people on the outside controlling that I mean there's so little to go on it's hard to say but I get elements of all those things in this sh- in this show
0: yeah yeah definitely it's it's so interesting now because I do listen to the Bubba and catfish podcast and because I have read a few reviews because I want to see hey you know how are other people feeling about this first couple of episodes mm-hmm I do get the feeling that this does become a much larger type of thing. So I think I feel like there's going to be movement in it and we're going to like we are finding out a lot of things. Yeah. And now that we've reached this point where we have an episode like this last episode, which, by the way, we haven't even talked about the whole walk. That uh that the mayor and and Sam Will patent take and how beautiful that what well, was re- that, almost, that put a tear in my eye, man. That was yeah. That was really beautiful. But yep. um I feel like we're gonna get some get some answers. We're gonna figure out some things.
1: Well, and it's I, isn't it isn't it a book series too? It's been more than one book, isn't and it? I
0: think there's three books.
1: And I mean, obviously the, like the whole thing of her going in the water. Cause the guy, the, her boyfriend said that there's a, he, there's a door there. Or there should be a door. I mean, that's doors got to lead somewhere. I'm assuming she's going to find the door now, at some point. One so.
0: of the things my wife said is she's like, I, I bet nobody knows how to swim
1: yeah
0: <laughs> like that's yeah. maybe what would the whole fear her the fear because that was a little bit of a weak kind of uh cliffhanger there with her just hanging then she just climbs <laughs> up the rope yeah. um, but it kind of it did make you think that and it's like oh okay that's right like they, it doesn't seem like they have any pool but maybe they would have a pool there you know i mean they'd have the capability of it they have this big garden they built there's this huge silo
1: you yeah, know, water doesn't seem to be a it. problem, but
0: Yeah, we just haven't seen it. Um what uh what are some of your theories? Let's uh before we go, let's talk a little bit about what do you, what are some of your uh your silo theories? What do you think's going on, Ando?
1: I think there's it's some kind of I don't know, I want to say some kind of experiment that somebody is running sim- I mean, or I've got a couple different ones. That's my, that's my main one that there's some kind of experiment people on the outside are, are did this for some reason to study people or to study like some anthropologist thing or some, some kind of thing like that. Or my other thought that I have that thought is that it started off as like a prison or something like that, like Australia did. And it's turned in over the years, it's turned into something else. I don't, I can't, I don't know. i I want to go down there. I don't have a fully formed okay. theory yet. What do you have?
0: All right. Well, no offense to Peter, but yes, I guess you're just calling him a criminal out there in Australia, Ando. But that's all right.
1: <laughs> well, um, it started as a, it know, started I know, I know. as a as a prison. I Not know. anymore.
0: Um, we love Australians here at the DBR Yes, podcast network. Um, this is my theory. Okay, this is my yes. theory. Hit me with it. There was a worldwide catastrophe hundreds, if not thousands of years ago. They built the silo. The people lived in the silo. One day, someone left the silo and found out, hey, we can leave. They came back and they said, hey, we can leave. The powers that be said, we don't want anyone to leave. Why would we want anyone to leave? It's safe here. What are we going to rebuild the whole world? We have our world right here. And, and plus we can stay in power. Exactly. We can stay in power. So I think that the, the, they are being poisoned by the suit and the helmet that they're wearing when they go outside. And that if they never put that on and just walked up the stairs, they'd be fine. That's my first theory.
1: Yeah, my second
0: theory is that there are a group of people who live outside the silo and there was a rebellion and they had to let them go. Right. But they did make a deal. And the deal was we won't use our technology and our guns and shit to kill you motherfuckers and hunt you down if you leave the silo alone. So they're like not, so there is, I think that they're going to walk out and find like a city.
1: Well, shows like this, there's always the other somewhere. Yes.
0: (laughs) Right. But it's going to be a little bit more rural, like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And they're going to be living like, I don't know, maybe even medieval, maybe they're only up to the medieval times or so. right? Like they, they have to re they, they took on that. Charge of recreating the world, but the people in the silo wanted to keep that technology, they wanted to stay safe and stay inside the silo. I think your dog agrees with me.
1: Yes, I do. Why don't you keep talking for like 30 seconds? I'm
0: gonna go let him out quick. <laughs> okay. Oh, that dog really needs to get out. Okay, so what else am I gonna say about Silo? What what other kind of theories can I chat about while Ando lets the dog out? Yeah, that's how that's just how I feel. I feel like this thing's gonna get bigger. I feel like there's an outside world and the agreements that they've made with that world are based on keeping the silo the silo. And all of the weird laws and rules... Are you back?
1: Yes, I am back.
0: All all of the weird laws and rules and all this shit that they've come up with really just exists to keep people in the silo. And I think at some point, she'll either get out or... uh, Because why did they kill the mayor? Did they kill the mayor because they don't want Juliet to be?
1: Yeah, or... The, or why the, they why it's a why it's a uh, punishment or to have a relic to have anything from the old times yeah or, I mean to me that would be the only reason why is that you're trying to keep somebody yep you're under, trying to f- under your, under your foot yeah
0: that's my theory on silo we'll see if it happens I mean I am I'm, I'm just excited I this this year we've got two really good. How, did you ever get to? Oh, I'm sorry, I'm yawning. Did you ever get to check out the arc on uh, on uh, what's have, it on siphi oh, I, I think
1: not. I have not done that yet. I'm going to write that on my list right now because I knew I'm actually finally getting a little time to watch shows again. So yeah, I forgot to. I'm going to put that on my list right now. That I have not started that yet.
0: That just ended a couple weeks ago or last week. That was great. I love and it's renewed for a second season. Where it's going to end up, who knows? You know, these days something might. Uh, I hope you, they just uh, make st- it.
1: Speaking of unusual shows that may or may not be sci-fi, have you kept up on Mrs. Davis?
0: I have sadly, I must admit, I tried to get back into it. I'm gonna I'm gonna watch all the episodes of this show, regardless of if I feel like I'm that into it because I love Damon Lindelof mm-hmm. at this point in time. It might not happen for a couple of weeks, but it is it's on my list to get back into presently well, because
1: i've I stayed caught up with it i'm enjoying it more now Okay, i don't think it, at least at this point it's not for me it's not a home run okay not yet but i think there's maybe one episode left or two so it's getting close I and mean, some of the critics have said it ties up really well so okay i'm still i'm, I'm sticking with it but it, it definitely doesn't get any less weird so
0: yes no definitely yeah it uh it is a very weird show I'm like I said, I still kind of feel like it's a bit more uh, flash than substance, you know. Um, and, and it does remind me of a lot of other strange shows out there, um, mm-hmm. but it's not quite hitting me. Maybe yeah. it will. Um, that's what I'm I
1: saying d- I'm still enjoying it it's not yeah. it's, it, it, even when I even when I'm starting to enjoy it more now It's. it hasn't gotten to the point where I'm like holy shit this is amazing <laughs> it hasn't reached that level by any means but I, and I, I'm deep enough in now I'm not going to quit at this point so there
0: you go you're in too deep baby they got you yeah
1: all right
0: everybody well this has been fun Andy you're the best man I love uh, I love chatting with you maybe we can do this again um, next week or pretty soon yeah and-
1: oh and I I also say one other quick thing. I see we only have a couple minutes left, but Barry is still awesome. Oh. Holy shit. Bill Hader is a freaking maniac. I cannot wait until he directs oh. a movie or many movies because he's going to be amazing.
0: Yeah. You know what? Maybe next week we'll catch back up on Barry and we'll chat a little bit. Yeah, because that show is fucking I love this season. I well, love
1: either way. Barry and Succession's finales are both the same night. Oh, boy. Series finales.
0: Okay, we'll be talking about that, definitely. We'll be talking about that. Yes, for sure. And also, just to throw out to any video game heads out there, Legend of Zelda, Breath of the Wild, Tears of the Kingdom, whatever the fuck, it's called Tears of the Kingdom, I guess. The sequel (laughs) to Breath of the Wild. Best video game ever made. Breath of the Wild was the best video game ever made, in my opinion. This is the now the best video game ever made. I'm like 30, 40 hours into it since Friday. And I cannot stop thinking about and playing this game. You can do wow. anything. It is, if you, if as a parent, you should be happy that your kid is playing this game. I'm happy when I see my son playing it. It makes you think. It's the whole game is a puzzle. You're just living. You got to cook food. It's oh my god! I love it so much. Do you have a Switch, Ando?
1: I do not. I have. I have the the newest video game system I have is a Wii, and I just haven't. I haven't had time to play video games in yeah. so long, so I haven't invested the money in one. But Luke is getting very close to that age where he's not gonna. He want. He wants something bad. So. At some point here, I think we will get one. I just haven't gotten to that point yet.
0: I'll tell you this much. That game is worth buying a Switch. As Breath of the Wild was worth getting a Switch just for that game. And I don't say that lightly because I know money is is hard to come by for many peoples. But let me tell you, that game is amazing. All right. That's all we got. We don't want to go on too much further. Andy, you're the best. Thank you, everybody, for listening. DVRPodcast.com.